Welcome to ASRM Today, a podcast that takes a deeper dive into the current topics in reproductive medicine. Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Jeffrey Hayes, your host for this episode of ASRM Today. Today, I'm speaking with Sean Tipton, who is the Chief Advocacy Policy and Development Officer for ASRM. Sean is here to talk about Infertility Awareness Week. Sean, thank you so much for joining us today. Happy to be here, Jeff. It's Infertility Awareness Week. What does that mean for ASRM? Well, you know, this year our activities are a little constrained because of the COVID virus situation and the uh, kind of economic public health slowdown or shutdown. Uh, but, but in general, uh, in NIAW, National Infertility Awareness Week, it's an opportunity to raise awareness of infertility and to, to raise awareness of the needs of our members and more importantly, the needs of their patients and the infertile community. So as all these things go with, with various diseases and conditions, you know, it sort of puts a spotlight on the condition, the disease of infertility for this week and hopes that that sort of raises everybody's levels of understanding about what's really happening with, with folks who are suffering from the disease of infertility. Can you tell me more about that? Sure, so, uh, you know, in some ways, uh, these activities happen all the time at ASRM. So one of the things we kind of say at the staff level is that every week is Infertility Awareness Week at ASRM. And so so we do a number of things. We, we have a, a robust program of public engagement. Now, uh, we have our social media channels, and, and obviously a lot of that content is geared towards our members, so geared more towards professionals in the field. Uh, however, we know lots of non-members see it. We know lots of physicians and nurses and educators like to make their patients aware of some of the resources we offer. We frequently distribute via Twitter and Facebook and other things links to our patient education materials. We have a lot of those. And, and so we kind of rotate through reminding people to go and, and, and check those out. So, so we really do a lot of that all the time. Uh, we also do a lot of media work out of uh, our headquarters office up in Washington, D.C., and that's something that my staff and I uh, take charge of. Um, some of that is reactive. That is, we respond to requests. So we are well known to, to journalists, especially to the healthcare reporters. We have ongoing relationships with a lot of them. So a lot of that is responding to requests. Sometimes that request is for information. Sometimes those requests are for people. And a lot of times it's both. So a lot of times we will send some of our developed materials. Our, the ASRM Ethics Committee and the ASRM Practice Committee do some outstanding work and develop and disseminate a lot of really great informative reports, recommendations, and guidelines. So a lot of times that's the first piece that we send to a reporter. But then they often want somebody to explain that to them in more depth and somebody they can attach a, a quote you kind of put a uh well depending on the media you know a name and a face or just a name and a title with a kind of summary quote about something that's a little warmer and and the reporters like that better than just like quoting from the the ethics committee report for example so so we do a lot of that uh we also do a lot of proactive media work that is we are constantly sending out press releases from the excellent science that our members and others are submitting to our journals. Um, you know, that has been focused primarily on fertility and sterility, and to, to a growing extent, the Journal of Assisted Reproduction and Genetics, JARG. 
And now, of course, we have launched new a new family of journals under the Fertility and Sterility banner, and they're all starting to produce materials. And so we're going to be starting to promote that work to the media as well. And again, this is a little different currently in the with the COVID situation, but you know, reporters are hungry, media outlets are hungry for new information. They love new studies. So, so there's, they like that kind of fodder and, and we try to provide that for them. Of course, the audiences differ. So, you know, some of the stuff is very, very, very complicated, very technical science. That's a little hard to push for an outlet like, you know, People Magazine. On the other hand, there are things, you know, there are kind of trade publications like OBGYN News and very heavy science publications like Science News that will do pick up those kind of stories. So, so that's a big piece of what we do uh, as well. What about the reproductivefacts.org website? Well, Reproductive Facts is an important resource that patients need to, and, and everybody needs to understand is out there and provides us. So that is a patient-facing part of our website. And that's a little, it's going to be easier to navigate, easier for patients to find materials designed for them. So, you know, in the ASRM web part, part of the website, again, there's a lot of really technical information, a lot of stuff, you know, using the complex vocabulary of the profession. We try to avoid that over on the reproductive facts side. So we have more information that's readily accessible and understandable for patients. And so, you know, we, we do trans, try to translate some of our uh, reports and, and information kind of out of the jargon driven technical language that is developed in for professionals and make it understandable for patients. And so there's a lot of good information on reproductive facts and, and that's an important tool, not just during Infertility Awareness Week, but all the time. Working in Washington, D.C., how important is interacting with the government for ASRM? Well, it, it's very important, and, and actually uh, interacting with governments is important for ASRM. We literally uh, run the gamut from uh, we've done things at the U.N. General Assembly. Uh, as people may know, the ASRM is an official um, non-state actor in relations with the World Health Organization. So we participate internationally. Um, we also, during my time with ASRM, we have done local zoning fights, for example. Um, but the bulk of the work that we do, especially out of the Washington office, is with the federal government or with state governments. And, and we do a lot of that. So, and we're doing that even now in the, in the time of COVID. We are, are working on some there's a concern about uh, the travel restrictions are impacting the ability of intended parents to come and get united with their children who they have used a gestational carrier um, in order to help them build their families. And, and now it's hard for the intended parents to get to those, get to the carriers and to the children. And uh, so we're having some conversations with the State Department about trying to help with that problem in terms of, of easing some of the travel restrictions for the for that specific need. Um, we have been advocating very aggressively to make sure that the needs of the medical and scientific communities are met as Congress is developing the, these relief packages. And so 
you know, there, there has already been some money for hospitals. There's been already been some additional money for medical research. Uh, there has been money that's going to help medical practices in the form, you know, the small business administration uh, implemented loan programs to keep people on payrolls. Uh, medical practices are strongly encouraged to participate in those. And it looks like there's going to be a fourth bill coming down the pike here this week or next, we hope. Um, and one of the things we are specifically targeting is while the National Institutes of Health have gotten more money and some specific institutes in NIH have gotten more money to do some research, the National Institutes of Child Health and Human Development, where most of the work pertaining to human reproduction is, has not seen any of that money. And we really know very little about the interaction between reproduction and the COVID-19 virus. And we really need to understand that better. We need to understand, um, it, you know, is it transmittable via sexual contact? Is there an impact on the ability to conceive? Is there an impact on early development and fetal development? Is there an impact in later pregnancy? Uh, we, we need to understand that. And in order to understand that, it's going to take some time. It's also going to take some money. So we're going to be trying to get some money and, and ASR members should expect this week to get a notification about how they can help with that effort and notify their congresspeople and ask them for some additional support for reproductive research related to the COVID virus. So that's a, that's an example of what we've been doing, you know, during the these this rather special time we unfortunately find ourselves in. Uh, but we do that all the time. We are constantly advocating for for research support. We are constantly advocating for things that will help access to care. Over the last couple of years, we have been very successful passing state infertility insurance mandates. Even as the country went into shutdown mode in middle of March, in late March, we passed legislation uh, in New York to make sure that, that gestational carrier contracts could be enforced in New York. So essentially opening the door to New York clinics providing gestational carrier cycles. And we passed an insurance mandate, an infertility insurance mandate in Colorado. And that happened in late March. Once things were really being shut down, uh, it was very, uh, it, it was surprising to me on one hand. On the other hand, we had worked very hard for a very long time in New York and very hard, but for a short period of time in Colorado. So it was nice to see those efforts rewarded despite the rather difficult circumstances the world has found itself in in the last six weeks. Today, I've been speaking with Sean Tipton, who is the Chief Advocacy Policy and Development Officer for ASRM. He was here today to talk about Infertility Awareness Week. Sean, again, thank you so much for joining us today. It's a pleasure, Jeff, and uh, happy Infertility Awareness Week to everybody.